Corona. Have you ever um, had sex, yeah? And <laughs> this is not starting to sound like a good story. Have you ever had sex, yeah? <laughs> and cried because the sex was so good. Or have you ever had sex and the girl started crying straight after for whatever emotional reasons? Not obviously crying in a bad way. What kind of sex are you having, bro? No, I'm being honest. Like, real talk, like... No. No, I have not have experienced you ever... crying during sex. <laughs> have that you sounds ever... like something's gone wrong. <laughs> have you ever been, like, up in the pussy like this, just holding it like this and just going, oh, and a little tear drops down your eye because the pussy's so good? No. All right, that hasn't, that hasn't happened to me, yeah? But I've had sex a few times with girls... Uh, and they started crying after sex. <laughs> but like, obviously, so you were having sex, but they were being raped. Yeah, no, man. We had had sex and finished forced sex. No, not full sex. I do not condone full sex. <laughs> Why the hell is she crying? Bro? So they like, they, oh, this is a wrong way to start. Man. <laughs> like, it sounds really wrong, isn't it? They were just emotional, innit? Talk and about getting off on the wrong foot. Yeah, oh, getting off on the wrong... Getting off the wrong woman. <laughs> oh, no, not rape. It wasn't rape. Obviously, I'm not a rapist, innit? Uh, I can finesse... The listeners are thinking, you know what? The half of this There's stuff he says, I can actually believe There's that two, he's a like, I'm not... No, obviously, like we're not rapists, but there's a finesse, like certain men have finessed the pussy. Like You must have finessed the pussy before. You must have finessed the girl to let you chop. Everyone listening must have finessed the girl to let her give up the... I'll tell you what. Because finessing... All right. Finessing the finessing sex is like... Well, you're, you're leaning on them, you're leaning on them, you're leaning on them, but not leaning on them too hard. And in the end, they'll be like, they'll stop, 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 stop. And then they'll be like, all oh, right. See, that's a thin line. Mm. Does, that, that, does that constitute as pushing it too far? Or are they playing hard to get? Or um, if you finesse it, like they weren't really trying to get with you in the first place. And then you've obviously been so charming and said what you had to say that they end up just opening up the you know open sesame opening up the legs and then you just having sex so i mean when you say finessing it depends how far you take that don't it because there is obviously you know you put in the game on it you're laying the smack down on that candy ass and then eventually she kind of says yes yeah. Even though initially she might not have been up for it, but because you've got bars, you've got game, you know, you've done your thing and you managed to smash. Yeah. So that that's one thing. That's finessing. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. If that's all it is, then I don't personally have a problem with that. Maybe some women might feel like, you know, I don't want any negative attention. Like no means no. Like if, if you know what I mean, if you're talking to me and then if I, like, if I give you a signal like, no, I don't want to talk to you, then don't carry on talking to me. But, you know, maybe... Because some, I think sometimes some women do play kind of like hard to get, don't they? Yeah. So it's yeah. So yeah. you kind of have to keep cracking on, and you can get through in that way. You're trying to crack the code four one five seven six six nine two until you ping, or you know they used to put the ear to the side of the safe, and they're trying to hit the trying to crack the code. Trying to crack the code, the Da, the, the, the da Vinci code. <laughs> That's long, man. I, I don't know. I used to do that back in the day, but... Come on, every young lad has no, tried to finesse the Not zone. anymore, man. Not anymore. But anyway, don't go, chase them girls, man. No, no, no. The girl, hey, listen, never chase. Never chase the woman. I'll tell you what, though. Talking about this rapey grey area, hey, or you I did do. have a scenario where I could have raped a chick. No, what do you... Uh, whoa! Could. You can't say could have raped a chick. Like, ah, I, it was a legit, like... Cal, um, wait a minute. We met. Think about what you're saying right about No, um, let me explain. We the, met. The, the, okay, sorry, go on. 
Yeah, we liked each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went back to her place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we carried on drinking. Mm-hmm. So we, we met in a bar. We were drinking in a bar. Yeah. Uh, we carried on drinking at her place. She drank a bit too much and kind of passed out. And I was like, oh. Yeah. And I was just kind of starting to put the moves on her. Finesse it. And I, and I was tusky. And yep. I kind of pulled down those panties and... And then I was like, oh, I can't do it. No, of course you couldn't do it, man. That's, I can't do it. I was no, like, that I can't is, do it. That's not finessing. No, but that's... certain man would have just... They would have just cracked on, you know what I mean? Wow, certain man would have cracked that certain code. Man have, but technically... Certain man would have put dynamite on that safe but, and you know, blew that if, to if, pieces. If she didn't give you the consent, then that's rape. Yeah, it is. And that's... Yeah, that's... Um, but that's, that's different than finessing. So what I was going back to about crying... Uh, this I was just thinking about this the other day, and this is a long time ago, mm. long, long time ago. Obviously, it was a bit like younger, but they relationships they cried when they have sex. When you have sex, yeah, it's an emotional thing, isn't it? Mm. Like my mum always used to tell me, "Oh Ben, I think you're too young." When I was young, innit? it, I think you're too young to have sex as a teenager because you're not ready emotionally. Are oh, you? Be like, "Oh, all right, mum, whatever." But obviously, still not ready now. You can't. <laughs> I'm a virgin. We do. <laughs> It's, it's grown back in. It's such a, I've become a virgin. It's been so long. Anyway. <laughs> Andrew deflowered me. <laughs> On my wedding night, she deflowered me. <laughs> she gave me a different whole type of, a different type of ring. Anyway, but then they cried. They cried. They cried, oh, yeah. They cried. And I can remember it now, like three occasions, yeah. One girl, I beat, she cried because she's like, oh, it feels like you don't, you don't love me and you're just you're just beating away like you're just going Oh wow, she cried because it was what was it too intense? Was it painful? No, it wasn't painful, but I was just like she obviously felt that I wasn't in as intimate with her as she would have thought where I was just whacking away in it like a Grease. like a young whippersnapper just whack 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 just pneumatic. No, yeah, just just giving her the drill, innit? The drill. I beat that pussy up, there's no denying. And then another chick I remember she come round and I finessed it. Uchi wally wally Uchi bang bang. But she didn't know that she got finessed and by the time she realised she got finessed it was like you're just in the room, innit, getting like beat down and then she's like she's obviously thought oh more could have happened in the relationship. But I was thinking, oh, you're coming over at like the witching hour at two, one, two in the morning to talk. What? Like, <laughs> <laughs> who comes over man's yard to talk at one, two in the morning? What really? are you even going to talk about? Definitely going to get the drill. Six. So uh, I, I saw this uh, little discount on washing machines the other day. Yeah. I just thought, uh, you know, you might want to talk about that right and now. So I was just thinking, <laughs> no, it just come to mind, didn't it? It's a bit of a random start, yeah. But like, we do like to talk about sex and real stuff. But sex is an emotional thing, but... I don't know if anyone's cried whether it's so good and it's like, or just cried because they just felt emotionally like they cried and thought, oh shit, what have I done? I shouldn't have let him do that or shit, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have fucked her without a condom. Is that tears of regret? From the girl? Mm. Uh, I don't know. Like I wanted I it to be all special with like rose petals on the bed and, and to be like the slow jams playing, scented candles. And he just fucked me on a rug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're getting all dolled up, innit? Expecting some whining and dining, and he just Netflix and chill, innit? Please. He said, she comes over, she comes over all dressed up, and she's like, where are we going? And you be like, where are we going? Well, <laughs> I know where I'm going. 
And I don't know where you're going. And then just chopping it up on the sofa, not even making it to the bedroom. Certain girls didn't... Some girls don't even get it, yeah. Don't even get it past the past the sofa. They just get the, the chair treatment. They don't even get the, the promotion well, you, to the bedroom. You already bedroom. said you don't waste no time. You just pounce, in it. So Well, I used to pounce. Well, yeah, I'd still try and pounce now, obviously. But when you're married, <laughs> pounce, the pouncing's a bit... That can get deflected. Oh, does it get deflected? Hey. Backhand, 15 love. <laughs> Talk about deflected. Andrew's like, E-Honda. <laughs> She's like, Buffon. Don't touch me. She's like, Buffon, Noya, and the all at once. She pulls off a safe from one corner. Pulls off a safe, safe to par in it. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, she did the Jan Oblak. <laughs> what a save. Oh, my oh, days. I don't want to talk about Jan Oblak and Atletico Madrid. Yeah, Arsenal. Oh, you're killing me, man. Hey, listen, episode 25. Cheers, Cal. Cheers, we just went bro. straight into it. Um, it's beer, rap and banter. It certainly is. Um, with your boys, Cal Sirius. And your boy, English. We're sipping some elk warning. Wow, elk warning. <laughs> That's a bit of a random name. Crafted apple cider with blackberries. And Cal, were you drinking? You've gone for the trusted. The, you can't go wrong with a, a Jack Daniels and cola. So that's what it is. A little bit of that Tennessee from, whiskey. From experience, it makes you quite gassy. So I know how you like... Yeah, you heard my book earlier, so hey, listen, careful, there might be another one So coming. glad that, that almost ruptured my earlobes, man. That was like, from the depth. From the depths of the sea, back to the ducks. The last episode, we were singing, we were lyrical. It was That was episode 24. This is episode 25. Mm-hmm. We're coming with the Kanu episode. The Inkwanko Kanu episode. <laughs> the Nigerian ah. prince. The Arsenal legend. He scored a real uh, quick hat trick once. King against. of West Africa. He he had so much skill. He, he had that he, that he had that move where he put his whole foot around the ball and he just sort of scooped it around mm. the player. He was so long and like gangly, but amazingly technical. A real legend, a real hero. It's episode twenty five, man. Carney, we salute you. Beer rap and banner. Um, yeah, Kyle, how you been, man? I've been good, bro. Yeah. Um, can't say I've done a whole lot recently. Went back to Lithuania since we last recorded. Um, you know, business trip, working out there. That's good, um, man. Came back again. Just been on my grizzly, man. Just been on my grind. Um, recently got a bit of gaming in. Got that new uh, God of War 4 for the PS4. Okay, how you finding it? It's crazy, bruv. It's dope. It's really dope. Shout out to everyone playing that. Um, there's some people doing some crazy things in the videos and stuff. Um, I'm just trying to get my skills up, man. Trying to get my game up. I'm really into that. I've been looking forward to it for a whole year. And it's finally out, so I'm enjoying playing. Oh, so it's that, new. Man. It's a new. It's a new game. Yeah, brand new. I think it came out. Um, it came out literally just before uh, I was flying out. So it came out on the Friday, and I was flying out on the Sunday, and I was pissed because I really wanted. Excuse me, like I've waited the whole bloody year to get <laughs> this game, and as soon as it comes out, I can't even play it. Um, so yeah, I had to wait a week and then get it when I came back. Um, but. Uh, yeah, making up for lost time, man. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet gaming. What is it like a stamina thing? Like, do you have to play for hours on end, or can you just pick up and bash it out for like? Nah, it's like a it's like a, a platformer kind of kind of game. You know, you just pick it up and you play. Um, you know, just crushing enemies. Um, they, yes. they've got this dope thing in there, which is like a throwback to Mortal Kombat, where they had I don't know if you remember the X-ray move, where you could kind of yeah yeah you do a certain move 
and then it goes into like a video cutscene, and it's brutal, and it's like guys are getting their skulls crushed and those more combat scenes were classic. Arms ripped. It was it was nuts. So they've kind of incorporated that kind of thing into God of War. You do a certain move, you get the energy down to a certain level. Bang! You activate the special move, and then you do some brutal finishings. Ah, oh, it's it's grim. I'm loving it. Sounds mad. Sounds mad. I'm still trying to just get get to grips with FIFA doing certain things. And mm. I bought UFC three. Uh, to tie me over till PlayStation put out a proper boxing game, but trying to get t- trying to get time to play it, man. My uh, I was telling you earlier, my my man cave is being turned into a into an official bedroom now. So mm. all welcome, uh, Cal. If you ever want to stay the night, cheers, man. Um, yeah, just no, yeah, that's it. If I ever want to bring some chicks around, yeah, no, definitely not. <laughs> No finesse. Well, you said if I ever want to stay the night, and I'm welcome. You yeah. can't take that back. It's too, there's no take backs, bruv. That's it. You've just spoken that out into the universe. So, mate, <clears throat> yeah, no, no bring backs, no nothing. Um, I'm gonna run a train in there real quick. Oh. I said it must be the ass because they choke me. So I want a tip drill. I want a tip, tip running tip drills. And, and you'll be like, and you'll be like, what's that noise? What's that fucking noise? Can I turn that fucking noise? You got some girls in there? You can. Oh, hey. Oh, mate. Speaking about people that put him shit out into the universe, people that have been on their game of talking a whole lot, we've got to talk about Kanye West, man. He got back to Twitter again, and he's been obviously trolling a lot of people. Uh, he's been saying what's on his mind, whether you agree, whether you disagree. He put out two records, one with T.I. that was a sort of political back and forth which I think was, was was really well executed, which was a good record. He put out another record, which was blatantly just taking the piss and trolling, uh, and he was just taking a whole lot of gibberish. But unfortunately, uh, when he took to an interview with Charlemagne uh, and then on TMZ, he was saying some things that were quite controversial. Um, we've got some notes here. Cal, I know you watched the whole interview. Yeah. Um, and I think the main headline that a lot of people have obviously heard by the time you listen to this episode was that sort of he felt that 400 years of slavery uh, was, you know, people, it being a choice and that there's no way that people could have been kept um, held down for that long. But I feel that what he was trying to get across, maybe his point was trying to get across was maybe misconstrued or not put across in the best possible light. Maybe saying that, it's more than physical. It was mental enslavement and that it's still having to play its part today with everything. And he's all about the mental and trying to break free of the, of, of the shackles, as it were, the mental shackles as well. How, however, what he said was, you know, was really, well... Dumb. Yeah. It could, have been, it could have been worded a lot better and it could have been executed a lot better, but Kanye's going to talk his shit, man. I know you sat through the interview... Um, yeah, so this... Um, what, what did you have to say? Because I, I, mean, couldn't, I couldn't really sit through the interview. There's there's two interviews in question, isn't there? So, you know, there's the one he did with Charlemagne where they just talked about life and what Kanye's been on. Um, and then there's this one with TMZ. Which, which was um, random as well, because TMZ... Is this the fucking... It's like a news gossip it's kind bullshit, of... bullshit, uh, bro. It's bullshit. Yeah. Um, kind of gossip media outlet. But he's gone up there to do a live... Um, talk like they're sitting on a couch doing a live talk and what the one thing I will always give Kanye credit for is just being himself and he's gone up there to literally discuss this concept of free thought 
Mm. So initially, they're on the couch. It's like an interview with two interviewers and Kanye. They're on the couch discussing, you know, free thought. I think people need to exercise free thought. It's something I talk about with some of my, my closest boys a lot. Mm. We talk about critical thinking and how your average person doesn't exercise critical thinking. That's why I can't fuck with people because people just are like sheep. Like one person says something and everyone just jumps on that yeah, same yeah, yeah. bandwagon, but they don't stop and think for themselves. You need to exercise critical thinking. And that's exactly what Kanye was trying to say. We need free thought. We need people with different opinions. It's okay to be yourself. And then he's going along and saying, you know, he likes Donald Trump because Donald Trump, you know, he's not scared to be himself. That's what, he identifies with with Trump and then he 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 kind of rambled and then he ended up talking about slavery and about how you know 400 years of slavery that sounds like a choice and it's like what are you actually trying yeah, to say yeah yeah slavery was was not a ch- yeah was psychological warfare and then it was physical, mm. like people were being humiliated and degraded and they were scared and they were uneducated, they were purposely kept uneducated. So it's like, okay, you could run away, but then you would get, people would get caught and they would bring the slaves that got caught back yeah. and make examples like brutally beat them rape them, murder them in front of the other slaves. Like, so now it's like, okay, what are you going to do? You're going to run away after you've just seen what happened to them? So it's like, what are you trying to say, Kanye? Like, do you not understand what, how savage slavery was? People were psychologically enslaved after they've become free. They were still psychologically enslaved. You're a free man now, but now what are you going to do? Well, you're going to go and talk to a white man and and respect him like as though he's still a slave master or something. Yes, boss, please, sir, can Mm. you help me? Like, I I don't have any business. I don't have any money. I don't have any education. What can I do? And so 400 years later, these people have had children and those children have had children. They've been struggling to get by and people still have these psychological... Uh, effects like a psychological hang-up almost like a PTSD a post-traumatic stress disorder a hang-up from slavery 400 years later dude says it sounds like a choice you couldn't be more wrong man it was fucked up Um, and that's why these people were in a fucked up situation and they 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 found it difficult to to revolt I mean some of them did there were some slave revolts I don't know the entire history inside out I probably should do my history and know it more but it was it was really offensive what Kanye said. And what I loved about that TMZ interview is the fact that he turned around and he addressed the audience. Mm. So opposed to just sitting on the couch and having a conversation with the host, which is probably what 99.99% of people he will ever do. He started talking to everyone. Turned around and addressed Did everyone in the studio. And then one guy... Started piping... Yeah, started he, having a debate with him and saying we want you know you're lost and we want the old yeah you know be yay called him on his bullshit yeah 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 and 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 fair play to him the guy's a podcaster van lathan shout out to van lathan he's a very articulate well-spoken guy and he put his point across and he was very passionate and he made kanye choke on that bullshit that he was trying to feed everybody Mm. man um and i personally i love kanye and i love him for turning around and addressing everybody in the room because there were some moments where everyone was feeling what he was saying and then there were some moments where, okay, now somebody else has got the floor. Like, what do you want to say about this? And he fucking gave it to him. Boy, gave it. If you can watch that uh, interview, <coughs> listeners, Kanye West, TMZ, 
the full version is like half an hour long. There's loads of shorter versions, there's, but there's it, a, it is. Cl- I feel like it's a classic interview. There's a curb your enthusiasm. Like that. There's a curb your enthusiasm theme where he's talking and the guy with dreads is looking at the camera, and then the theme music from Curb Your Enthusiasm is playing. Like this motherfucker, like what on earth is he talking about? Mm. And it was. It has ruffled a lot of feathers, and rightfully so. Um, I just feel with Kanye just always trying to push the envelope and trying to push things forward. It's obviously, and him being, he's not of sane mind, obviously. Like every, every genius is flawed. And we, we can, this is the thing, like it's a thin line between madness and genius. And the way I feel about it is. Don't you feel all all geniuses are mad or a lot of geniuses are. You see what I'm saying? Because when they're alive, people say they're mad. But when they die, people look back at what they've achieved and they say, this guy was a genius. Yeah. But it's it's being different is what makes them a genius. Being not scared to stand up and be different. Mm. And he's never been really scared. Makes, he's really never makes been scared them them. Of, of saying of that. I just, yeah, I think he said a bit too much there. Me? No, him. Oh, um, he always says a bit too much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why I love him. I love Kanye. And the thing is, like, what he said now, he's pissed off so many people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's people that are just like, that's it, I'm done with Kanye. They're calling him my Uncle Tom. They're, you know, they're really, like, on social media, he's getting destroyed. But me, personally, I still fuck with Kanye, man. I feel like he's a little bit misguided. I think, um, oh, added context that listeners might not know, is he also wore, so before the interview, he wore... He met with Donald Trump. He voiced his his love and support of Donald Trump. He was mm. obviously like an open racist. He's not a friend of black people. And, you know, he's got like people that are like white supremacists in his cabinet, in his government, and he associates with them. And Kanye West is Sup- seem to be dying his hair yeah. blonde. And he's got a picture where he's wearing the Make America Great, Great Again, again hat. Yeah. And one point that Van Leeuwen uh, had was he said, like, he he sort of did a special on his podcast after that interview. And he said he thought that Make America Great Again hat is basically like a swastika to him. So to see Kanye West wearing that, it's like... I'm done. It's like I'm done with you, Kanye. It is, yeah, it is sad. Wow. It'll be interesting to see what he comes with. I mean, he's obviously got back on Twitter and he started tweeting a whole a whole type of stuff and talking about Trump and then going back and forth with John Legend and then uh, going back and forth with like TMZ and then the interview with Charlemagne, there was a lot to say and he's obviously, he's pushing an agenda like his product and the music that's coming out and the new clothes of the trainers, whatever, them ugly, them ugly trainers like them, the Balenciaga, they all got that same shape. There's the Yeezy 500s or 550s. Yeah, they're, they're a bit bulky. Oh it? man, they look like special. They look like really ugly. Like you got like I don't know, man. Like I don't, I don't want to say the word, but yeah. What word? Like special needs in it, like a bit yeah. like spazzy, like them type of shoes. That's a bit it, it, big clumpy shoes. Politically incorrect, but they're ugly, man. The Balenciagas, people that wear them are spending all this money on them. Hmm. You're fucking sheep. Because you, you're seeing the name, like them Balenciaga sock shoes things as well. They look like the football boots, but with the socks all black with a white bit of writing, like your sheep. You're seeing these things. To be fair, I quite like those. I think they look sick, but no, I would man. never buy those for the They're price. Like peas, bro. For the price. Get some fake ones. We're in this fake conversation. <laughs> Bootleg um, life. We, yeah, Hashtag bootleg life. We, um, 
we know as well that uh, Kanye was talking about mental uh, illness and he had suffered a bit of a mental breakdown through exhaustion and stuff. Um, and something we're just going to take the podcast with is all the way social media is affecting your mental health. Now, we're all on social media all the time, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, uh, Snapchat, Instagram. Um, and it's just, you know, I feel that the internet is, you know... It's creating alternative realities for people where they're feeling that they have to live up to an agenda and live up to a certain style that has to get them likes and follows from people who they will never see in real life. They'll never even know these people. These people will never come check them mm. or anything. Yeah. When you're down and out, you know, really you can count your number of your friends on one hand, maybe two hands. So it's it's and a lot of these young people, teenagers, a lot of these women as well, especially they're young guys, but young women, it's it's creating some alternative reality where they're feeling that they have to live up to this fake facade of mm. money and stuff, and it's they're constantly chasing this high of getting the likes, getting a thousand likes, a hundred likes, getting comments and follows, and it's you know it's messing up messing up the kids. Yeah. It's a it's a whole world of self uh, gratification out there. People are out there looking for validation. Recently, I've seen someone I know on Instagram um, post starting to post up some really raunchy, sexy pictures. Ooh. And I didn't think she was that way inclined. And, you know, the pictures are getting loads of likes. And I'm worried that she's going to continue doing that. And, and I don't know, you know, I don't know where that's come from because she weren't doing that before. Well, people didn't really have a platform before. And then... Well, no, she's always had an Instagram account, but all of a sudden she's oh, starting to she's post to... raunchy picture after raunchy picture. And I'm wondering, is this going to keep escalating? Because, you know, once those likes start rolling in, some people can really get addicted to that, man. That's it. You do anything for the likes. Some people do anything to be socially famous, um, you know, on social media, on Instagram. And people are doing stupidness, like all types of stunts and getting themselves hurt and in trouble. Um, So, yeah, just be careful. Some of the ways that... Social media can, uh, you know, affect your mental health. It can make us uh, sadder in terms of, um, like we just said, always chasing the constant pursuit of happiness, trying to always be liked and and, and get the perfect picture. Um, it can make you, oh, this is an interesting one. It make you uh, jealous, irrationally jealous. There's a lot of women out there that if you see your fellas liking a picture from a certain girl, then that'll constant uh constant sort of immediate um irrational i think jealousy. is an interesting word as well so people are being irrational in their jealousy it's like it actually doesn't make sense being jealous of someone's instagram account seeing them out on a yacht seeing them in a party seeing them in some expensive car living the life like that's their life let them live it and be happy for them isn't it? that's it live your life uh, it can ruin relationships there we go like we said people are becoming jealous it's highly addictive um people on their phones 24 7 like we said and uh yeah it's just a bit of a drug isn't it it's a bit of a mad drug that's it got is addictive hooks. that's why i deleted yeah. like i'm on the instagram for the for the for the podcast but i deleted it because you just end up preying and just being a bit of a pervert i think i said this a few episodes ago like you look and you like what are you going to look at like other than i don't know man it just turns into a bit of a pervert in it so i just delete it so many so many things you can look at and it's other people's lives and it's a distraction stops you from doing what you're doing but no it's not stopping us not stopping the best podcast in the world um no doubt big up all the listeners 
Shout out, shout out, shout out all the listeners all over the world. It is a bit of a catch-22 because we need social media to sort of promote our product or to promote ourselves and keep in contact with the world and friends that we might have not spoken to in a while. But at the same time, it is a strange drug that's keeping people held back. It really is, man. And um, The best thing to do, sorry to interrupt, is try and delete your apps for a bit and just go cold turkey. Just try not going on any social media for a bit and see how it goes. It's an interesting idea. And go back to like ringing people's house phones and asking to speak to them or knocking on their door. I'm definitely not doing that. Did you ever used to do that? Did you ever used to go and knock on a, like a girl's door or mandem's door? You used to knock for the mandem, obviously. Well, I mean, when I was like 12. <laughs> yeah, not when you're like 36. Knocking on someone's door out of the blue. What the hell are you doing here? I don't even know where half my people live these days, bro. Everyone just moved out. <laughs> you go to where they used to live and there's like no one there. <laughs> you, go, you go to check for a black dude. It's like some Indian family living in there now. Nobody knows who you're talking about. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, I just kind of wanted to uh, to remind the listeners that um, there was two Kanye interviews we were talking about. Yeah. And there was one with Charlemagne the God. Um, and I think you should definitely watch that interview. It was the number two trending video on YouTube at one point. It's a long video, though. It's a it's a over an hour. It's like a movie. It's over an hour, but it's really beautifully shot. There's some shots in Kanye's house. And then there's some really amazing topics like... He goes, uh, he kind of covers um, uh, ranting on social media and he, and he says like, you know, he feels rants on social media are a sign of bravery. Um, and, and I feel like he's a bit right because we live in a very politically correct time where, you know, going back to what we were saying before, people are kind of acting like sheep and they're scared to be themselves because they don't want to offend anybody or whatever. And they've got whatever opinion they have and they don't voice it. So he feels people are quite brave when they rant on social media. And I think, yeah, man, everyone should... You've got your platform, do your thing, you know? Um, he talks about the Jay-Z... Um, uh, 20 million uh, comment that Jay made on a, on on his record on um, uh, 444. Um, about 20 million. I gave you 20 million. You gave me 20 minutes on stage. Um, so, yeah, he talks about that. Uh, he talks about economic empowerment, sort of passing money down, um, which I think is is one thing that's really important, empowering yourselves economically and being able to have generational wealth, passing that money down to your children. That's one thing that we need to do a lot more in the black community. Um, and uh, I think what was really dope was uh, how he ended the interview talking about land and development. Um, and it ends with a beautiful shot a really beautiful shot of some land that Kanye has actually purchased himself. And he said to how he's planning to be the biggest real estate developer of all time. Wow, he's going to have to get past Robbie Fowler, I think. Robbie Fowler's a, a big-time property developer. I don't know why I randomly said Robbie Fowler. I had the Liverpool Scouse in my, in my mind, but... You know, Robbie Fowler owns, like, fucking thousands of streets yeah, in Liverpool. he started when he was playing, didn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's interesting about Kanye West, but people need the initial uh, money and collateral to buy the, buy the land and buy the property. Oh, definitely. I think it's one of these things where, um, you know, everybody knows if you're looking for an asset, property is probably the best asset you can get your hands on. But one of the um, hardest at the mint, like... It's get... always going to be hard to get your foot on the property ladder, but it's always going to be worth it. And again, it's like, I think in the black community as well, to see someone like Kanye West planning to become a real estate developer, um, you know, when we've got uh, 
Rick Ross, who had his campaign sort of buy back the block. They're trying to really encourage people uh, in America to get into property. And I think we should encourage black people in the UK to do the same as well, man. Empower yourselves, man. Own um, some property. Stop paying rent. God it. damn it, get your mortgage game up. Get your money up. Get your money up. Talking about property, we've got a big shout out to Crepton Conan that opened up their, or are opening up their own uh, little f- uh, dessert food restaurant in South London. Um, what was it called? Crepton, Crepton Cone. I had the notes Crepton here. Crepton Cones. Crepton Cones. Uh, but yeah, big them up That's anywhere. a dope idea. Because that is a good idea. Their names are Crepton Conan and now they're selling Crips and Cones, which sounds like their name, but it's actually that is clever. I think we've got to go. We've definitely got to go and support. Yeah, we can go and get a, a crepe and a cone. A crepe is a pancake. It's like a, yeah, it's like a pancake with like a, I think they put chocolate on it or something. What would our shop be if we had a shop? Um, Other than like beer. Things and cow. Beer wraps. Beer wraps. So we could sell beers, yeah. wraps, like chicken wraps and like, but in the chicken wraps, we'd have like a little bit of rice and we could have like some jollof rice. And then and then you'd have little jokes, you know, like on a, on a penguin chocolate bar, you got the little joke. <laughs> when you unwrap your chicken burger, there's a joke in the inside of the wrapper. <laughs> Beer wrap and banana wrap. Oh, <laughs> big things, big things, see. <laughs> Beer wraps and banter. <laughs> no, no. How about how about be- <laughs> what about beer wraps and hampers? Like, and you get a- no, that's a bit that's a bit swagging it. Yeah, oh, I just killed the jokes. So. You went Ham- too far. You went too far. I'm trying to get the ham- I'm trying to get that push money. The hampers, the the Fortnum and Mason hamper. Mate, they they cost a lot of dough, man. Those Christmas hampers. Yeah, bro. I bought Andrea Fortnum and Mason hamper. It was peas. Jeez, I don't. I never even heard of Fortnum and Mason. Is that a specific brand? Yeah, it's like some. Uh, they make tea. It's like a British high end. There's a big store in London, like Fortnum and Mason. They do like nice teas and. Um, I don't know, just like this mm. posh high end shit that Harrods, she likes. Type of yeah, shit. yeah, it's like Harrods. Yeah, she likes that shit. So boy, I just had mm. to. It weren't too much, obviously. Like, I didn't break the bank, but but I did. Well, well she's don't li- tell her. That. <laughs> <laughs> if she's you listening, know that old babe, I spent yeah, all I spent, my money spent, on it. I'm broke. I spent like a, I spent like a grand on you. Oh, you see God. how much you mean to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I made it myself. <laughs> I handcrafted the the hamper myself, and Weaved I actually it. I got some of the kids at school to weave a little hamper and then make. <laughs> do you know that's what I do? Do yeah? Uh, yeah. Hopefully my family aren't listening, but I do just re- recycle the presents from school. So a lot of the oh, presents, mate, shocking <laughs> expose right Listen, now. Listen, all the teachers that are listening, yeah, stop snitching. Snitching on yourself. <laughs> I've said a few things to drop me in it about the, the crying after sex and. <laughs> And then now recycling the presents. <sighs> but we're being honest. This is what we do in Beer Rap and Banner. We're honest, man. We're just honest Joes, isn't it? That's it. Honest honest Josephs at Beer Raps. Get your... Get, I think that's why they love us so much, Get bro. your falafel wraps with your jollof rice inside. Oh, jollof ban- in a falafel wrap. Ooh. That sounds good to me. Listen, people do like us because we're, uh, you know, we're, we're honest. We, we talk about... We talk our shit. Um... We talk about our music. Talking of music, Cal was playing me some real, real strong uh, album releases today. Got a big up uh, Royce, Royce Five Nine. A big, we're big fans of him. Yeah. Um, the Book of Ryan album, which dropped just after uh, Prime Two. So uh, Royce Five Nine. If you don't know about him, he sort of came up from Detroit with Eminem. Uh, some of his first records were with Eminem with uh, Scary Movies. And then he put Boom out with DJ Premier. 
uh, with the classic cover from the game, Records Girl. Yeah, just looking at that, but I've turned the record around because I'm looking at Royce, but I don't want to look at that. <laughs> but yeah, he's hooked up. He... Should have looked at the other side, man. I think that was a better, better thing to look at, man. Yeah, the game record covers were amazing, man. They smashed it. They really Oh, did... the Bad versus that... Evil, that was it. The Royce and the Eminem 12, Bad meets Evil. Mm. And they've got the two girls on there. They've got Mid- Mirjury, like porn stars. They're going back to the porn stars now. They've got Mirjury and it's Crystal Knight or something. I didn't actually know they was porn stars, bro. Yeah, hey, come on. Griezmann right about now. One, one black chick and one like mixed race chick. Mm, that's and, uh, dope. But I was, that was literally the way I discovered the race because um, when I was collecting back in the day and... I would be flicking through the records, yeah, that's not the, knowing what yeah, was you're gonna, what. You're gonna pick and on that record straight away. You just see one away. with a hot chick on the cover. You're like, oh, what's this? You slip it over, and then you read in the credits, produced by DJ Premier. You're like, oh, what's this? Well, boom is and like then a play classic. it, and it's like, wow, oh, this guy's got a buzz. Boom, and so bam, God, that's damn. how, yeah, that's how I got into Royce from there, man. And it's and he's just been oh, he's one of my personal favorites yeah, yeah, ever yeah, since. Yeah, 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 and yeah. this new album he's dropped, The Book of Ryan. Wow, like, I feel like this is a solid body of work. It's literally dropped today, and it is banging. Like it is so dope. Go and get that. Yeah, go check it out. It's so fucking dope on your streaming services. Um, yeah, it's a solid album. And you also played me um, Styles P album on 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 the locks D block type side. So if you want some, if you want some gym music, if you want some running music, if you want to like. Mm, London Underground, get out my way, I'll mush you in the face. This is like my escalators. What, what like, mm, mush you in the face? No, man, like, mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we know we're, you know we're very polite, so, you know. That's not a moosh, is it? Oh, good day. Is that a moosh? That is a moosh. No, a moosh is like, you push man in the face, like, mm, get out my way. You're taking up too long on the oyster. Mm, the barriers. No? Swinging elbows. That's how we do, man. Justling for position in the rat race and the yeah. London Underground. So, yeah, if you listen to Styles P, uh, that's on some hardcore shit. Um, listen to Royce59. I really enjoyed that. Um, Book of Ryan, uh, I think the one on there uh, with Fabulous and uh, Jada Kiss. Pusha T. That tune was hard. Yeah. Yeah. Summertime, something. Summertime, whatever it was called. Banger. Um, and, Keep, uh, yeah, talking to bangers, uh, GRM Daily. I wasn't really feeling this record. At, I mean, I, I was feeling the beginning, but then it got, it was pretty shit after with the other other artists. I'm sorry, but GRM Daily dropped uh, London's Calling with Avelino, AJ Tracy. He's uh, the guy from West London. N- not, no idea who not, the rest of Not the guys Nines, are. but the other guy. AJ's from West. That's all I know. Yeah, and then two other rappers that just it didn't really fit, but yeah, big up GRM Daily trying to do well, doing their thing, not trying to do their thing. Big up Posty. Well, yeah, it looks like they got a record label now, isn't it? Yeah, well, they can do what they want, but yeah, big up Posty, big up GRM Daily, but yeah. uh, that Avellino verse, there's pff, that yeah. was cold, didn't it? It was just wordplay, uh, it was skills. Um, yeah, Avellino was definitely one of the best out. Yeah, um, man, he's ridiculous. And uh, yeah, I think they rep- represented London really well on that, man. Yeah, yeah, no, feeling it. There's a lot of good music popping. Um, what else have we been listening to? I've been listening to that Wiki. I've been feeling him from Rat King. I, you know, I've got to play that later. He dropped a, I think he played it in, dropped it to end of 2017 and I was coming back from basketball and I heard Annie Mack in the mix with The Streets and they played this guy called Wiki, W-I-K-A from Rat King and he's got a record called Nutcracker. Check that out. Beats ridiculous. Um, 
I've I've been going back to uh um what do you wanna call it? The weekends album. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, weekends dope. Um, oh yeah. Fonte as well. I feel like Fonte's album is one of the best releases of this year. That's from Little Brother, yeah, I need to check that. Been heavy rotation. No news is good news. Um you got My Dear Melancholy by the weekend. And um, that's a great name for a that's a great name for album. Yeah. Right, so here's a question then, Cal and the listeners. So then all these great albums that are coming out. Just before we move on quickly, bro. Oh, go on then, go on then. Uh I've actually done a little bit of a U-turn on Cardi B. Again. So hold on, you was you did originally you weren't fucking with her when yeah. I was fucking with her. Yeah. Before a lot of people were fucking with her. Yeah. I was fucking with her from early. Then you started fucking with her. And but then you found out because I wasn't listening. I didn't listen at first. Yeah, you and was then hear, I listening. You was like, hearing, but you weren't listening, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> and then then you did another U turn because she didn't write her own raps. Mm. And then but now you're doing an another U turn. She's irresistible. She's a fucking good rapper, brother. I was saying this all along, like, man. She doesn't write her own bars. But as soon as you listen to this shit, don't worry that I write fire. rhymes. I write checks. Well, I, I gotta say. I enjoy listening to her fake bars more than anyone who's writing their own shit. At Ooh, all. that's a lot. Her shit is fire. Bro, her album is fire. Yeah. I'm t- Every I've, track. I said that in the last episode. Bangs. Bruv. Do you know how hard the beats are on that thing, bro? I've been telling She's you. She's a fucking beast. I t- it's Cardi B. I run shit like cardio or something like that. <laughs> I like it like that. Oh, yeah, that tune's sick. That tune's dope. So she got the radio yeah. records. Yeah. And then yeah. she got them... The singy love song records that you know. Listen, that one with Chance the Rapper. It's like a nice kind of chill. His verse, summertime. His verse. I tweeted this the, when it's come out. I was on holiday, right? Yeah. When I was listening to his verse, I was in a pool next to the Indian Ocean, thirty degrees, beer, sunglasses on, listening to that verse from from Chance and that album in that in those conditions. It's it, it it stood out. That's why I think a lot of these rappers and these big albums like the Migos or the Cardi B mm. or other people like it sounds bigger and better in a, in a, in a tropical hot climate in England. You right? Yeah, carry on. I'll say. But you know when it's hot and big and everything's going on and you're driving, like you said when you're driving and you're playing the Migos album, it just sounds big and good. But that, sometimes when we're in London. And we're in this little shitty island with bad weather, and it's just all on top of each other, and the music's not really fitted to the climate. Sometimes it doesn't always latch onto people, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, I think we spoke before about how in Atlanta, like you can imagine, like it's hot out there. They got loads of strip clubs. You know, they're making music for Atlanta. People are driving around in their That's cars. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's culture. Yeah, culturally, yeah. It might it might not be the best fit for us over here. But, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, as soon as you can get into a hotter climate when you play certain music, it's, it gonna, sounds, it's gonna yeah, it's music for moods, isn't it? It sounds wavy. So that's what I was saying. So what constitutes as a classic in rap music nowadays? So back in the day when we had this conversation last week about it was written, Illmatic, Hell on Earth, Infamous, Wu Wu Tang and whatnot. Mm. And all the listeners, all our all our rap fans who who, who like that sort of quote-unquote, golden era from mid-90s. Nowadays, 2018, let's say from 2010, 2018, whatever, what constitutes as a classic rap album? Like, so you're they... talking about putting together a framework for being able to identify a classic? 
Is there a framework? Does it need a tick? Does it need a, a, a checklist? We're going to have to build it. Here we go. Let's do it. This is what we do. Let's get nerdy. All right. Classic. For me, you can't instantly call something a classic. It has to have longevity. It has to be able to last the test of time. Okay, I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah, definitely. So, you know... You know the kind of stuff where, like, you hear a song and you're like, oh, my days, I haven't heard this for 10 years or something, and instantly you have a good feeling. Yep. That's a classic. That's a classic record, but I'm talking about a classic album. I'm talking 12, 11, 12, 13 songs. Mm. I think I've just addressed another thing there. It can't, it can't be too short. It can't be too long. Mm. Has the to, duration. The duration. Just like sex, it has to be just right. See, this is interesting because there's obviously been all different types of classic albums over the years, right? So you've got a uh, big pun, capital punishment. But that's a long time ago. A lot of people that's 20, feel, yeah. A lot of people feel ago. that was a classic, right? Yep, it is. That was what mid nineties, maybe capital punishment might be ninety seven, something like that. I think it's ninety eight. I, I think I saw a tweet saying it's okay. twenty years old. So ninety eight. I want to say that there was a lot of tracks on that. It might be like eighteen tracks. But there was a lot of skits. Yeah, but it's still but the, the skits, duration of it. It's that, still gonna be. That was a body of work. The skits then fed on. And fed into the album, yeah. and also gave the listener a feel of who the artist was. It's like the pack in the mac in the back of the act, yeah. pack in the mac in the Classic back of the act, pack in the mac in the back in the act, mac in the back of the act, pack in the mac in the back of the act. Or when he's when he's beating the two girls, or but then it fed on to like, um, I'm not a player, and all these other records. So skits are a big thing, yeah. Right, but, that. what but that's I was why, talking that's why about it was stretched out. What I was talking about was in terms of duration, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> so that album is going to be well over uh, an hour in playing time <clears throat> go back just a few years before so in the same period of time we've got Nas's Illmatic album which was like what nine tracks ten tracks and the playing time of less than an hour much less than an hour maybe like 40 minutes mm. both classics yeah different types of classics different types of things all right, does all right, does it all right, it can't be too long, can't be too short, but it's gotta it's gotta stand the test of time. It's gotta have a, a journey, I feel, from track one to track to the beginning to the end. Like you you don't wanna skip it because it's going through a journey, it's taking you through the highs and the lows as an artist, whether it's st- telling you a story or it's telling you uh, it's painting a picture of like a social commentary of what's going on today. Uh, Good Kid, Mad City to Pimp a Butterfly. Just an example of those two. Okay, so you want like a cohesive story? I would say, yeah. Okay, I wouldn't necessarily say it has to have a story to be a classic album. Not a story as in this is the beginning, middle and end, like a structure of a traditional story, but it it needs to be as one piece of body of work. It needs to be able to flow throughout. Yeah. Um, so what we're looking for is common themes between all of the classic albums I suppose if we can find the common themes between all of the classic albums then we can safely say that this framework is certain because you can apply it like Doggy Style fits in this mould 36 Chambers fits in this mould uh, Kanye's Dark Fantasy fits in this mould mm. um, Reasonable Doubt 
You know what I mean? But And then we can go even look at the more modern titles, the more modern classics. Good Kid, Mad City fits in this mould. And, you know, we should be able to apply this framework to every classic album. But is there, as, that's what I'm saying, is, that, is there as many classic albums nowadays as it was then? Well, that is a different debate, isn't it? Like, really, that because that's like, that's going to be really hard to say. Because, again, I feel like it takes time to realise what really is a classic and what isn't. So, you know, something I'm listening to right now, like I really like Cardi B's album. Next year, I might not care about Cardi B's album anymore, but I might still be listening to Fonte's album. And I might think, yeah, Fonte's album is a classic. Little Brother dropped some classics. Um, they did, Well, yeah, The Minstrel Show. Yeah. That was a very good album, man. Um, and um, it's, it, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? I, I honestly think it's, it's a hard one to pin down that um, is, it's, it's, it's but interesting. I do think to be a classic topic. album, I do think to be a classic album, every track has to bang. I don't think there is any album that I like where I'm skipping tracks on it. I think it has to be from the beginning to the end. Yeah. 100% fire. If there's even just one track that makes you want to skip it, it's not a classic. Mm, I would disagree. Because can, you, can you think of an album that has tracks you skip? Yeah. And it's a classic? Yeah. Like uh, Life After Death has got loads of tracks that you skip and it's considered a classic. Both CDs. It's got loads of fillers, in my opinion. And that's just off the rip. Can you name a filler? On Life After Death. I quite like Life After Death. Yeah, it's good, but it's not as good as... Well, I always have this argument or conversation that I feel that Life After Death could have been... If you took the best tracks of the first CD and the best tracks of the second CD and just put it as one body of work, you would have had a ridiculous album that would have mirrored and then gone on to after Ready to Die. It's not as good as Ready. It's not mm. as it's not as good as Ready to Die in terms that's, of what it developed. That's how I always feel when someone puts out a, a stupid amount of tracks. Because me personally, I feel <clears> like you don't need more than fifteen tracks on an album. When you start getting to 20 tracks, 25 tracks... Like, same like with Wu-Tang you Forever. Could, you could literally just cut it down a bit and whatever that body of work is would be so much yeah. better. Yeah, is it too many? Like, I feel like when Kanye did... Um, when he did... Uh, which album was it? The one where he went really kind of like artistic and jazzy. A 808 and Heartbreaks. No, uh, sorry, I said the wrong name. Kendrick. Um, to Pimp a Butterfly. When he did To Pimp a Butterfly, yeah. about a year later, he put out the unreleased, unmastered thing. Yeah. And w you can see the dates on it when, yeah. when the tracks were okay, recorded yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it looked like everything was done at the same time as... as I think it was. And these were records that weren't released. These were records that couldn't get clearance so, or didn't fit to the, to the project. What it looks like to me is they've used quality control. Yeah. They've had maybe 30-odd tracks. Yeah. 25-odd tracks. Yeah. They've cut out the filler. Yep, yep. And they thought, this is going to be the album to pimp a butterfly. Boom. And the rest of it, they was like, well, there's so much stuff. It's actually not half bad. We yeah. could probably still add one or two tracks and put this out. Well, that's good. Well, some artists work differently. So some artists, and, and, and you're an artist, so you might, you might work in one of the two ways. It's like, do you, if you're recording a project, do you just do one record at a time, 12 records done, or are you going to do 30 records and then pick from the best ones? Um, so when I did my Terrorist City mixtape back in the, I think it came out in like 2010. Um, 
a lot of people have told me they feel that that's a UK rap classic. And I recorded about 30 odd tracks and then I picked the best 15 odd and I wanted to chop more of them off. But uh, I was recording with Chemo and he was kind of producing me a bit as well. And he was like, nah, you should leave this on there. You should leave that on there. And, you know, we went back and forth on it a little bit. But yeah, I've always tried to use quality control. I think it's a great idea. I think it just makes the end product better to have quality control. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. But uh, no, there's definitely some classic albums out there. Well, some people will say it's got one or two throwaway tracks or one, one record you could skip. But then it depends how much you love the artist and how much you can listen to it. But it's open to debate and this is what we have. Uh, personally, I think you can have a very good body of work. You can have 14 tracks and two tracks that you skip. But if you're skipping, it's not a classic. That's just my personal opinion. But you, you, you might skip classic, it, but I might not skip. Um, I see, that's interesting because obviously music is subjective. So yeah. something that's a classic to you isn't classic to me. Something that's classic to me isn't classic to you. So like things on Life After Death, I would skip. But things on... And the, I wouldn't. Yeah, right. but then things I'd play are like eight times or, re, or rewind the opening verse about 50 times. You know what I mean? Yeah. For me, I think as long as you... If you've got an album where... You're not skipping anything. Yeah. That's a classic for you. Yeah, no, agreed, agreed. You know what I mean? Because you love it, innit? Obviously, you love it from front to back. It's just like, wow, this is great work. Like, everything on its fire. So if you have albums, listeners, and you think it's a classic, and you say it to people, and they say, no, you're shit, you go, actually, it's my album. I love it. Fuck you, innit? <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Fruck you. Fruck you. Um, yeah, you know who I think made really good albums? Redman. I feel like... His first couple albums were classics and then he kind of lost the... the, the it, I don't know, whatever it was that he had. It, it kind of... The ingredients weren't quite well, the same. Well, stay, to stay, stay consistent for that long to drop classic after classic after classic, a lot changes. You go on tour, you have family, you yeah. get older, you're not as hungry as more, as more because you're yeah. rich, um, a lot of drug abuse. It's so many things that happen in life. That's it. Life takes over, man. Trust me, man. I can't. I can barely get in the studio and make music these days because of life. Hey, we, we, we're, we're in. We're in the, what do you mean, man? We're in the studio now, man. We're on the. Uh... Uh, yeah, but this is a different kind of thing we're doing in the studio right now. Yeah, this is good, man. I'm feeling the energy, man. I'm, I've been feeling. We're now a quarter of a century old. We're twenty five. This is twenty fifth episode. That's dope. I'm I'm feeling really positive. If you think we started this episode one, we didn't even know what the episode was going to be called. We just started with banter. I was sitting on the little stool. Those that have gone back and listened to our episodes, I was sitting on the little stool over there. My back was itch up. I was in pain and you was like sitting on the big Captain John Luke Picard chair, like Enterprise, <laughs> organising everything. You had the... How's your chair number one? <laughs> <laughs> Makes me want to do a number two, number two. <laughs> oh. oh, I tried to watch Lost in Space on Netflix. Have you seen that? No. Yeah. Yeah, I watched the first 10 minutes, 20 minutes, but I need to watch it again. I and think I need to watch it on my own because Andrew was dissing it and he's like, this is shit, what the fuck is this? And you know, you know you're trying to watch that and be like, no, 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 come give it a chance. And do you remember the original? And she's like, no, no. I was like, oh, fuck it. So we ended up like, I don't know, just piring it off. So I've got to try and watch something else. I'm waiting for Westworld to come back. Westworld season two. Uh, mm. And I've been watching Atlanta. Uh, I've been a bit... 
I don't want to say disappointed with Atlanta, but it's been a bit up and down and it's not been as good as the first season. Ooh, <clears throat> first season was really highly rated. People loved that, man. Second season's been very good, very good, very good. But I just feel that... I don't know, man. Maybe my expectations have been a bit too high. I feel what he's done with Atlanta, he's picked up on a lot of social commentary and he's... And he's... And he's you know, he's, he's filmed it and put it together as a, as a well-polished product. And I'm just waiting for something to happen in the episode. And sometimes nothing really develops. And I think like, oh, that's it. There's only half an hour. But it's been good. There's some really good episodes on it. Uh, like where they do the pyjama party. Uh, and then when he meets... Uh, when he meets this rapper who's like really nice, but really he's got loads of goons. And he ends up like beating up the engineer. And there's a little reference to Taxstone in there. Have you seen? You haven't seen any of season two yet, have nah. you? So. so yeah, thanks for all the spoilers, bro. <laughs> I actually don't need to see it anymore now, do I? I haven't revealed anything, man. It's bait. As soon as you watch the episodes, I've not, I've not revealed anything, man. But yeah, Atlanta is is is, is good, man. Yeah, um, I like the characters, man. I think um, that character that Donald Glover plays, where he's like, you know, he's just some guy that's hustling and trying to make it. Uh, I wonder if if it's a completely different thing in season two now. Because what's the rapper's name? Paperboy or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. Paperboy should hopefully be a bit more successful, have more P. And Dan, uh, Donald Glover being his manager, he should have a bit more P. And maybe his life will be a bit more comfortable now. Mm. But I think at the end of season one, he was just about making enough bread to keep his wife happy. And he looked like he was kind of... The family would, would, you know what I mean? It was kind of wanna, coming back together. There's one episode, I don't want to give too much away, but there's one episode that will should win all the awards. Oh, wow. Where Donald, yeah, it's it's so deep. It's In fact, it's, it's it's like, wow, it's fucking amazing. Where Donald Glover's on it, on his A game with the acting and he plays some other, I don't want to talk too oh, much. Oh, I'm going to have to watch it now. Oh, right, <laughs> switching it up, switching it up. Um, you been watching anything else on TV? I've just been watching a lot of football. Fair enough. Um. Yeah, I've just been watching. You don't really want to go there, do you? No, no, no. <laughs> I've got this thing in my bag that I want to draw for, so I'm trying to make the link between watching and football. But I don't want to talk about Arsenal and the... well done Liverpool. First of all, shout out to Liverpool. Big up all the Liverpool listeners. Yeah, big up all the Liverpool fans. We can be Scouse in it. For I got fa- fa- I got family in Liverpool, so I'm claiming Scouse okay. for a bit. I recently been to Liverpool. Even though so, they're yeah, Everton... shout out to Scouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I beat a Scouse girl about 10 years ago so I'm not joking oh so I've got a connection yeah that's how I'm trying to make the connection <laughs> no my cousin sports Everton and my, my other cousin sports Bolton but um, I went to one football event yeah. with uh, a friend of ours and uh, I wanted to show you this programme that I bought and listeners this is the first time I'm showing Cal so hopefully you'll get gassed I went to the Fabric of London football exhibition what the hell is this? it's basically a, a magazine a programme about open it man look for it it's it's about well i'm seeing the old school yeah. jvc with the looking like some machino rego kind of pattern on it <laughs> so basically the fabric of london Yo. fabric of football in london was an exhibition put on by classicfootballshirts.co.uk check them out if you like your retro football shirts and um they had a massive exhibition of all football shirts from every world cup every wow. european cup shirts from the 60s 70s 80s 90s 2000s the c- classic arsenal red current they called that color yeah what year red is that current look? with the gold 2005 home look there's oh. even a little article about it bro. This... oh that's dope yeah <laughs> the legends that were wearing that strip bro burkamp yeah. was still playing those yeah days. sick 
<laughs> it's cold. Yeah, I know. I just wanted your reaction live on live on the. It was podcast. a throwback to the first ever season at Highbury wearing yeah. the red current shirts. Yeah. Wow. So while while uh, while oh. is flicking through this on some memory lane hype, yeah, because their shirts from back in the day, yeah, back in the day before Desmond's was on. Check the DWE uh, lyric there if you know about your gram. Um, there were shirts worn by uh, David Beckham, worn by um, fucking Looks like Ross used to wear that one. No, that's not Liverpool. That's Portugal home. Jeez. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, this is... I look like a bootleg Liverpool kid. 1986 World Cup. Anyway, there's all these tops and it's all histories, yeah? Check out um, Classic Football Shirts co.uk and there's also the program you can buy it was five pounds this is the one we're looking through now and it's got the history of all the shirts old and new that's an iconic shirt the um is that 1970s uh germany 1994 1994. my bad wow my my football trivia is way off right now well you know what it was i saw 1970 written down there and i tried to quote it like i got game like yeah yeah, yeah, 1970s (laughs) but they they've even got article they've even got things about um uh Teams in Brazil that that copied and asked, you know, teams in around the world that copied uh, certain other strips. Certain other strips. They had a reference of uh, tops with uh, that were um, had advertising of computer games. You know what? I went to um, the north of Spain last year, uh, and when I was in Bilbao, I found out that that kit that they have in Athletic Bilbao, Athletic Bilbao is actually my uh, my favorite Spanish team. Yeah, right? you were saying yeah. Um, it was the English that went over to Spain uh, and the English from Southampton with that strip that they have there that inspired Athletic Bilbao to create their own football club and use a similar kind of kit. Well, just going to the website, uh, we're not getting sponsored by Classic Football Shirts, by the way, but if you just type in your team, look, they got they got Atletico Bilbao shirts from like 92 to 94, 97 to 98. They got bloody every shirt. Like, it's deep. Like, they've got Arsenal... Bruised banana away kit for going for like two hundred and twenty pound or something. They got Spurs kits, all you all you yids or whatever. Wait, they're selling them for two hundred and twenty squid. Bro. No, certain tops that were worn worn by players, authentic tops. It's so deep, man. And I went with a friend, and it was like listeners. It was, it was geeked out. Yeah, it was proper like walking through. Yeah, it. this is proper football geek territory. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is stato territory. Stato, stato. This is what we're about on Beer Rap and Banner. That's it? what you're about. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, bro? I can make it look sexy. It's all about it's all about the geekism. Um, some of your favourite football shirts. It's just amazing. Yeah, it's just really deep. You can, you can digest that. Take it, take it all in. Pause. I remember that Roma Kappa kit as well. Yeah, man. Yeah, Kappa was doing a lot. Go back to back like the Kappa sign. Bars. Yeah, thank you. One of my only bars. <laughs> how you feeling looking Don't through... Don't play it down, man. You're just going to be like, yeah, you know, I got it like that. Yeah, I do. Come on. How you feel looking through this magazine of uh, nostalgic uh, football shirts? Um, You know what? It's dope, man. It's like, it reminds me of um, being younger and seeing some of the greatest players that ever played a game wear these shirts... Uh, looking at this AC Milan strip, it feels like that might have been the strip that Georgie Weir was wearing or Paolo Maldini, mm. you know, like real football legends. Yap Stam. Van Basten. Gattuso. Hullet. Crespo. 
He didn't play for AC Milan, did he? Did he not? I'm running out of AC Milan. I tried to bide some time thinking of some AC Milan players. Um, oh, they used to be bare. Cafu. <laughs> Nesta. All right, all right. I know you got your Italian. You used to be up on your European football anyway. You was like... I used to watch a lot of football back in the day, man. You did, you did, you did, you did. You did. You used to play a lot of football as well. Nah. A little bit of football. I used to pretend to play. Nah, you was all right, man. You was all right. You was you was balling. Um, I was actually telling the boys one story about having some techers and getting complimented by a professional footballer once. Who was that? Um, Pat Adjuman. Shout out to Pat. Uh, so that's Loaf's cousin, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And we was playing five aside once. And um, oh, he must have been beasting people. Oh, he was roasting everybody in it. It was just levels, but like it was like in the warm up, keepers threw the ball out, and you know when the ball's just going up high, and it was it came to me, and I just instinctively shaped up like like shaped up my body to the side. I've gone for the volley. I've lifted my right foot up, kind of like over my head, kind of height, and then you know when you kind of like you kind of swivel your left, and then you move, you switch like swivel your whole body so mm, that you kind of mm. volley it on the instant. Bang! I snapped at the ball back at the goal. It didn't quite get on the target, but it was directed at the goal with enough yeah. power and techers that, you know, like Love kind of turned to his cousin. He was like, hey, see the way he kept that down? And, 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 and Pat was like, yeah, yeah, that was decent. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, pro players that feeling, was feeling the techers. No, fair play, man, fair play. Didn't even get the shot on target. That's why that's my claim to <laughs> footballing game. <laughs> it's got to be done, it's got to be done. But yeah, I just thought I'd show you that, just just bring it out of the bag and it's... This is dope, bruv, yeah. Oh, that was... A, was that the kit that man you won the treble in? Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. It's got the one with the uh, stadium. They got the stadium imprinted on it. That looks like the 1999 kit. Like that team with Nicky Bart and um, Roy King, David Beckham. 95 to 96 UEFA Cup champions, I oh. think. Possibly, unless I'm reading something else. But York and Cole, Sheringham, scale. That was a mad combination. Right, while you're digesting the football uh, football shirts, I'm going to talk about delivery reveals while what we're all eating. We all like a takeaway. We all get a bit hungry, whether it's while we're out drinking, having a smoke. Um, but Deliveroo has uh, delivered, do you like what I did there? Some information on the UK's favourite food around the world, uh, around the UK. Um, surprisingly, I was quite surprised at this, is, uh, well, first of all, how... Um, accurate are these you know is it just from Deliveroo or yeah it's literally so Deliveroo is an app that people can order takeaway food from so they've collated uh, the orders they're like the middleman aren't they so they, um, they take the food to and from they don't make food yeah they... but they've kind of just analysed the statistics haven't they so they can say the most ordered takeaway in Edinburgh through our app is and they've kind of done it like that. Oh, in Edinburgh, it was uh, what the hell is that? <laughs> and the weird thing is, they've I'm trying, I'm trying to break the down images, the pitch. I'm they? trying to break down the picture here of the actual map to make it easier for people. But well, I was, I thought it would be curry. I thought curry would be be like the number one, but maybe 
in Edinburgh. What is that? That looks mad. I think it's like a wrap or Leeds something. Leeds, it's pizza. Manchester and Dublin, it's, look, it's like, like a burrito. Burrito. Birmingham, Cardiff Edinburgh. and London and Brighton, it's just burgers, which I thought was going to be curries or kebabs. And Edinburgh, it just looks like a whole heap of mess. Like, what are you eating? It's, it's like a burrito. It's a wrap. Not in Edinburgh, it's not. Yeah, it's... That. Yeah, at... I mean, it actually says, uh, while Edinburgh was the only city where... Um, Neva Burgers tops the most popular winter or summer list. Haggis. The classic burrito <laughs> from Mexican fast food chain Barbarito was the city's second most popular item okay. in winter. Followed by the bacon cheeseburger from uh, Five Guys. Oof. Do you know, I went to a Red Dog Saloon. So after this football exhibition, I went to Red Dog Saloon in Hoxton Square. Mm. And I had this big double burger... Uh, thing with like cheese and bacon and I had like six wings and chips and <sighs> so much food man I felt really bad you know when you feel really guilty when you just <laughs> you feel like guilty really pleasures, man. you feel like you I'm... must have dived right into some greasy burger oh it wouldn't be the first time oh, oh. grease grease <laughs> bit of burger sauce oh. <laughs> that's disgusting grease Nah, I'll just use a bit of spit. Oh. oh. Anyway. Sorry, man. Um, it's been a bit... This this reminded me a little bit of my time in Lithuania, yeah? Because um, <laughs> it's a country that is rapidly becoming more and more westernised. And the locals over there were a little bit, you know, upset that their kind of traditional culture is almost being replaced by fast food joints popping up everywhere. I don't think everyone likes fast food, fam. No, I, I don't. It's a convenience. Mm. Um, if I had a choice of home cooked food, or someone else's home cooked food, or takeaway, well, it's going to be home cooked food every day, innit? Oh man, for sure. Takeaway, takeaway. Like even today, like when I come to check you, mm. at the choice of what usually, around here, it's an option of Chinese. Kebab, I think we've got burger. decent options around here. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not discrediting it. Mm. Kebabs, burgers, Chinese. the little uh, the little West Indian spot. Yeah, uh, we've good. You there's know, there's another one that's opened up just out the road. Oh, word. Okay, so yeah, there's a, there's a there's a plethora of choices, mm. and but then there's a cop. But instead of that, I just went and got a pizza and put it in the oven. Now, a that's partly because I'm trying to be like tight with my money, but also frugal. Frugal. Cooked food is just. It's just better than uh, this take takeaway food. There's a time and a place for to get takeaway. Usually when you're f- fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I think most people. Think only... like the Munch Club TV episode with Nash. Well. Check it out Shout if you out like Nash. your cooking. Yeah. Um, I think most people about... only eat uh, fast food. Well, kebabs specifically when like after they've had a beer, like after like a Friday night out drinking. Well, after they've done it's... like an episode of Beer at Manor. You know mean? what I mean? It's quite, it, they think that's quite a cultural British thing to have a kebab after a Friday yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. Or a curry. But we're, we're we're a nation built on fast food. Like the fast food industry over here is worth millions, yeah? Maybe billions. Yeah, and the, but the national dish a, f- a few years ago was curry, mm. which is interesting. But that's not, that's not really a Friday night after the pub dish, is it? Because curry houses will close... You might get like some curry. Oh, yeah, right, you might yeah, get curry yeah. sauce on your chips. Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. Sorry, but, after the pub's closed, it's kebab, yeah. And um, we love Brick Lane, don't we? Because we've got like all those curry houses on Brick Lane. Yeah, and bagels. And all and... of them have a sign saying they're an award-winning curry house, but none of them taste bloody award-winning. So. Do you like a curry? <laughs> um, you know what? Yeah. 
Um, I wouldn't say like it, to be honest, it wouldn't be the first thing I would think of getting. Like if I go to an Indian restaurant, what I usually like to get is a tandoori mixed grill. Yeah, you get the dry with um, the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even a biryani. Yeah. Or maybe even a jalfrezi. Jalfrezi, jal greasy. So yeah, so I, I, a curry isn't usually my go-to thing, but I can get down with a curry if everyone. Wants I like to go a Rogan for Josh. I usually go for a Rogan Josh. It's quite sweet. Mm. Not too sweet, a bit tomato. I wouldn't go for a korma. I wouldn't go for anything too, too hot. Vindaloo. Vindapoo, bruv. Mesh God up, damn. Mess up your stomach. If it's hot going in, it's going to be hot going out. <laughs> Grease. You're going to regret having that vindaloo tomorrow morning, mate. Vindaloo, vindaloo. <laughs> your arsehole is going to be singing. Vindaloo, vindaloo. Oh. oh, mate, it's probably going to be more like singing a Marilyn Manson song or something. Your arsehole is going to be like... God It's going to be... What the fuck? <laughs> That's what your is singing like when you're taking the shit off the Vindaloo. Your arsehole's going to be singing like Pavarotti. <laughs> Nessun dorma. Nessun dorma. That's from the World Cup. You looking forward to the World Cup this year? I am really looking forward to the World Cup, but not to watch England let me down time and time again, but just to watch some good football. I was looking at the squad earlier, yeah, bruv. <clears throat> I mean, the last in the qualifying, we didn't score more than one goal in every game. Man, did we? I don't even want to. Don't even want to dwell on it. Team is actually looking. Don't want to. If everyone can stay fit and healthy <clears throat> and sharp, then it's looking good. But I'm looking forward to the World Cup. Um, I'm just yeah, man. It's something to look forward to, innit? I just always look forward to watching any football, mm. anything's on, anything to place a bet, have a gamble. Hey, we've been flying through this episode, man. It's been it's we been have, really man. positive. We're like, talking about the World Cup. Um, this UEFA Nations League thing, bruv. Hot off the press. Talk to me. A brand new competition by UEFA. A brand new international competition. The UEFA Nations League. They're starting it this year. In 2018. Um, so they've done the draws already. It's going to be... It's going to be similar to how, you know, you've got the African Nations Cup that comes on every two years. Mm. So it'll be kind of like that. But... In Europe, and there'll also be a place in the European Championships up for grabs if you win the tournament, I believe. Um, so they've already done the draw. So you don't um, have to qualify. Uh, I don't think so. And it's like it's tiered. You, like if you have a look here, they've already got the groups. So for this year's uh, UEFA Nations League, um, you know you've got Group A um, with uh, A one. Germany, France, and Netherlands. And then in group A2, you've got Belgium, Switzerland, Iceland. In group three, mm. Portugal, Italy, Poland. And then group four, Spain, England, and Croatia. So, you know, they're all going to play each other twice. And then, you know, I think it's the the winners um, will enter a playoff for the UEFA Nations League trophy. So you're going to have to win the group to enter a playoff for the trophy. Um, and if you finish bottom of the group, you get relegated to League B. And in League B, you've got teams like Ukraine, Russia, uh, Wales, Republic of Ireland. And then, you know, if they finish bottom, 
they can get relegated into Group C. Oh, and Scotland. Got teams like <laughs> Scotland, Greece, Norway. And then again, Group D. Oh, uh, where you've got like, you know, your, your, Azerbaijan, your Armenians, your Faroe Islands. But I like that because I hate it when you get like a, a European Championships and you get a team like San Marino in there and you know everyone's going to batter them 8-0. It's like, what's the point? Um, no, but don't you think it gives hope to the to, to the other shitty team? Like it's like having like Iran or someone or Saudi Arabia in the World Cup. It pushes things forward. That's not pushing things forward. That's just putting a whipping boy in there to get smashed open. Yeah, but you I like s- the format of this, bruv. Like you've got the all teams on an even kill facing each other. There's no point in having Spain versus the Faroe Islands. You've got Azerbaijan versus the Faroe Islands. Yeah, and that's fair got enough. Spain going up against England. Well, that's Spain and England is almost like Spain going up against the. <laughs> <laughs> um, the way we play, man. I it's think so if you, shit. It, it, yeah, but if you look at the rankings, I think it's going to be like probably like top ten teams all playing each other in it in that in League A, and then you draw the pot, and it just so happens that you know Spain have drawn England, so unfortunately for us, isn't it? We're going to get battered. a better nation, but then pretty much everyone's a better nation in England in the top ten. What are you going to do? Um, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. I think that's going to be kind of cool. Um, so it's going to replace all the international friendlies that are happening this year and next year. So I guess that will stop the coaches moaning. You know, the coaches are always moaning, oh, the friendlies, there's no point sending our players. And, and to be fair, our club players go away for international friendlies. They yeah. get injured friendlies and we're are pissed. Pointless. Yeah, friendlies, friendlies aren't f- like, they're, this, they're not... It kind of messes up the, the league stupid, season, don't it? It's yeah, like, what's time. the point of it? So now they've actually flipped the format to make them competitive games. I think that's going to be good for the future of football, bro. I agree. Positive, man. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it as well. You're looking fucked up as well. <laughs> I'm tired. You know what? I'm mad tired, yeah. But we're, hopefully we've been keeping the energy. I've had three beers. I'm on my Camden Hells lager. I've had... Adnams, Southwold, Dry Hopped Lager. Obviously went to, uh, where did we go? Not Tesco's, what's the other one? Co-op. Got the three for five. Oh, I thought you got these from the um, that, that beer pack thing that the missus got here. No, they Shout out to Andrea. Yeah, yeah, big up. No, the beer 52 thing. No, they've not dropped the new, they, they ain't dropped off the pack yet. The Connect, the Connect ain't dropped the pack off yet. So uh, <laughs> I need to uh, hang tight on the beers. I'm going to be going to Wells this bank holiday. You need the Connect to secure the bag, man. Secure the bizag. Um, May bank holiday. Uh, I'm going to Wales, Kafili, boyo. Going to Cardiff. You remember we drove to Cardiff that time? Hey, that wasn't a bad uh, uh, Welsh accent. Well, thank you, Calai. Thank you, boy. <laughs> I could do accents, you know. At work, they had me doing all type of accents. Go on, give us oh, a... Uh, on, you're not trying to put me on the spot now, go on. Give us an Irish. Oh, fucking hell, Calai. What are you talking about? Our, what are you talking about, our kid? Nah, that's mad. I can't do it, man. I'm drunk. Give us a Scouse accent. No, because you're going to sound shit now, innit? No, nah, not necessarily, man. You might, you know what I mean? Steven Gerrard, our boy, our kid. <laughs> Steven Gerrard, the new manager of Rangers, our kid. He's managing Rangers. I can't believe Steven Gerrard is taking the job at Rangers. Yeah, what are you doing? Like, good luck to you. Steven Gerrard is a legend, and he's doing really. Well. He did really well with the youth team, but that is jumping straight in at the deep end. And you're having to deal with Celtic, who are far, by far a much better team, and. I mean, to be fair, though, Scottish football is like, it, like big respect to Scottish football because obviously it's not easy, but it's not as sort of 
To be prominent as the English leagues. It's a foot in the door, isn't it? Because you think a player of Steven Gerrard's stature... You know, well, not all good players. Not he all... could walk straight into a big club, mm. and that's what he's done in it. Because Rangers is still a big club in British football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rangers is a very big club, yeah, and they've got a lot of history, and they're you know, and no, I hope he does well. But I just think it's a big thing to sort of go in head first, and then you're 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 against the team with um, Brendan Rodgers and Celtic have won the league, fucking. Eight years in a row or something stupid. Rangers have had a tough time though. Celtic, sorry, have won it eight years in a row. They battered Rangers 5 0. Celtic obviously trying to get past Champions League. Champions League? Mm. So, no, fair play to Rangers and all that, but I don't know. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. We need good, to luck, wor- good luck to him, man. I'm we need to worry to about our own problems at Arsenal, mate. We need to, I don't want no Petro Vieira. I don't want Arteta. I need someone with a bit more bit more credit but we're not gonna we're not gonna dwell on it it's Wenger's last weekend at home this this weekend by the time you're hearing this the bank holiday period come and gone um oh Cal, can I just commend you and I think our listeners will appreciate the fact that the quick turnaround of the episodes man I'm just gonna cheers because spud me because you're doing a lot like you, you're uploading episodes when you're 35,000 35, miles up in the air and all that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting these I'm getting these whatsapps like it'll be uploaded at 6am in the morning like and like I'll, I'll be in the air by then and if you don't like it that's what it is I'm like, <laughs> like god damn man I wanted to change the title and you're like no it's a man's, man's flying now man's easy dread now bro boy don't care about that like I'm in Liv- did you learn some Lithuanian no what you must have learned two two bars no it was it was it was a business trip so I was literally like no pleasure business and pleasure I was bang 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 like getting shit done boo boo bang 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 should have gone into the meeting like that on some fecky (laughs) fecky fecky boo boo bang 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 (laughs) I need to listen to some fecky still I ain't heard him in a while he might have a new tracker I hope he does man he's fucking sick Mm. For, for that type of like Road rap for that? No, I wouldn't. Mm, yeah, mm, it's a bit better than road rap. So when I think of road rap, I think of this this drill, like this monotone, boring. I feel like drill something else. Well, Excuse technically, me. it is road rap. Yeah, it's road rap. This drill is just the new name of road rap. When everyone was calling road rap road rap, like Mike GLC and mm. uh, PDC and all these, like they're just talking about the roads it, and K Coke. It was like a, a a a crappy name to give rappers from the streets and that's called drill because in chicago they make rap and they've just called it drill but it's still rap music is it not to do with the type of beats and the sound <clears throat> it was yeah these sub genres are usually to do with the sound yeah, yeah yeah you know like in the bay area well, young chop crunk you know young and chop in the was west the coast they had g-funk and in chicago it's like okay drill the, the, with that, the hats i the don't hats. like yeah. yeah um g-funk was oh what an era g-funk that for me is... Hey, Daz put out an album not too long ago. Oh, man. really? They I need still, to check that They're man. still killing it with the G-Funk. The West Coast era, that Death Row and sort of MC8, DJ Quick, close part, you know, my heart, man. There's some there's some classic stuff. My cousin, Daniela, is a bit little bit older than me. She was dating a guy and she lived with him, yeah? A guy called Dion. And he put me onto mad MC8 and mad like that West Coast shit, man. And I was like, fucking yeah. And like, M- uh, not MJG and Abel, they're more like down south, but uh, what's his name? Uh, the fat guy, man. 
Oh gosh, golly! A little flip, but they borrows like the fat e- guy. E forty. E fold out. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's from the Bay, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's West Coast, isn't it? The, but the Bay is just above LA, San Francisco, mm. and uh. But they kind of got a different sound though. They don't do hyphy. They just did hyphy, which is like rap on on ecstasy, basically. And uh, what's his name from there as well? Uh, G Easy. Did you see his rapture? No, uh, I haven't watched it. I've deliberately sort of skipped those people that I thought might not be. I've, I've watched. Uh, yeah, but you watched the boogie with a hoodie. Yeah, a boogie with a hoodie. Bro, G Easy. I like G Easy, man. He's dope. Watch it. I watched a boogie with a hoodie. I watched the Nas and Dave East one. Mm. I watched the Two Chains, which I thought was really good. I know you didn't like it, but I thought Two Chains was good. I would have said I didn't like it, but just yeah. For me, it was all about. Uh, T.I., that was amazing. Yeah, I watched half of that. I need um, to finish that. Nas and Davies. Was yeah, that was dope. brilliant. Uh, a Boogie with a Hoodie's okay. Can't be as good as T.I.'s. T.I., that's got to be the best hands down. Excuse me, I'm yawning. Sorry, you, know what, you know what? We've been recording for a hot minute, so let's just kind of call this a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, man, listeners, I know you lot love us and we love you too. We'll be back. Back in them ears, back romancing you with Back that, in them guts, not making you grease, cry. That Griezmann not, talk. Not making you cry after we not. Um, I can't out, believe I spoke about that earlier. Shout out to Liverpool Football Club. Big up Liverpool Football Club. And uh, we wish them all the best in the Champions League final. Oh yeah. Shout out to uh, all the NBA fans. The playoffs are on right now. Hopefully yeah. your team does well. Um, and uh, yeah, man, we'll see you on the other side. That's it, man. Uh, at beer at bats. Bats? Whoa! Beer at Bants. <laughs> is that short for Batty Man? <laughs> no. That's your personal moniker, isn't it? No, at it's... Beer at Bats. <laughs> <laughs> That's my little side uh, Twitter handle, innit? For the, for the man there, innit? <laughs> uh, oh, there... shit. I forgot to mention the gig, so I took my nephew to the Bexie We're all gig. inclusive, by the way. You know we have all fans from all No people. doubt. And the Bexy gig was in Soho. Oh, so you went... So just put it in perspective. Before we sign out, yeah, yeah thank man. you for listening with us as well. We appreciate people that have... Listen, some people have been listening to us and it's taking them on their journey. It's going through whatever. We love you. Thank you for the support. Right. Cal... I rang Cal the other day to be like, yeah, so were you watching the Arsenal Atletico Madrid game? What are you doing? He's like, bruv, like, I have to take my nephew out to a to a rap concert. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like Arsenal's biggest game of the season. But you went to the concert. I'm sort of wishing I went with you because the Arsenal game was so shit. I was finding an excuse to do something else. How was the, how was the, the rap concert of the new generation? How are they doing it? Some gay guy tried to trap me in there. <laughs> the club was in Soho. It's a known gay area in London. So, you know, I kind of expected that. There was some, you know, and, and Bexy is one of these artists that is like, he's really... Oh, was it old Comp- was it Compton really... Street or something? Compton? No, I don't know the exact area. name, but it wasn't Compton Street. It's kind of like, you know, the Astoria. Oh, G-A-Y. Yeah, it's... yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> No, do you know why I say that, yeah? <laughs> do you know why Eminem performed there? Eminem's first show, and I tell people this all the time, Eminem's first show was at Astoria, mm. which ironically was also done as G-A-Y. So anyway, that's this. So basically... Anyway, yeah, it's a spit. Um, it, it, uh, it's in, it was in that area, uh, the Roundhouse, I think it was called. Um, and um, yeah, it was a colourful gig. Like, Bexy's one of these uh, new age kind of 
I accept everybody and you're all beautiful. You're all wonderful kind of artists. Man, druggy. Uh, to be fair, like I wasn't, I wasn't thinking it was going to be my cup of tea, but the guy's a good performer. He definitely done his thing. Shout out to Bexy. And, um, and he's a good egg, man. Like the end of the show, he brought everyone together. Like, you know, talked about, you know, how everyone needs to love each other and, and all this kind of stuff. It was a real nice kind of thing was to it, do. Was it packed? Like, the way he I, was it rammed out? Like, was it, um, pause, was it rammed out? Was well, it busy? The first day was sold out. Wow, uh, first the, day, so more than one day. The yeah, day that up. we went, it, it wasn't at capacity, but there was a lot of people in there. It was, yeah, it yeah. was quite rammed. And you know, like, his crowd is like, it's like everybody in it. Like there's some people that are dressed like goths. There's some people that are trying to stunt, like trying to style out. There's, like it was like a majority white crowd. I think me and my nephew were like the only black people in the venue. Um, Did you get any like like white hip hop fans trying to force it, strike up some bait conversation about something, or was everyone just normal? Well. The, did, gay, did, the gay dude, obviously. <laughs> what do you mean? He might have just been talking to you. How do you right, know he was trying he, to join His you? opening line was, yeah, you look like my cup of tea. Whoa. Like, cup of coffee, black. Black and hot. <laughs> <Fuck> <laughs> you, That's man. what he should have... You look like my cup of coffee, black and hot. Oh, put you to my lips. Was he, was he an attractive man? Was he pretty? He looked like he was on drugs, man. His nose kept running and shit. Oh, shit. Is this rapper... This this guy is he a white rapper or a black rapper? He's a white dude. You know one of these guys. Because oh, I was like, waiting for it, like the rapper to say the n word and then see what, what the response. One of was. these guys with like mad tattoos on his faces oh, and um, he had like mascara and he probably paints his nails and shit. You know, like eyeliner and all of this. He, you know, he's a rock star, isn't it? He? He's like, you know what I mean, rap star, rock star, whatever. Oh, like a little Uzi Vert, like a rap star, rock star, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, man. But like, some of his tunes were, were cold. Like, like I was, I was surprised. Some of them was like, bang, I was like, innit? wow, yeah. yeah, like really good production. Live band or just DJ? Nah, just the DJ spinning the tracks. Um, really good acoustics in the venue. Borderline, I think it was called, yeah. What's, what he, What was Borderline like? Oh, God. What, That's the name of the venue. Borderline. I was going to say, I thought something else was Borderline. I thought you and, uh, you and, your, you and your man. No, nah, it, it, it was interesting <laughs> seeing it. Like, you know, interesting crowd. Very young crowd. Um, I got chatting to some woman in there who was older than I was. I was like, well, I thought I was the oldest person in there. And she's oh, like, no, nah, she's taking her son and blah, 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 blah. I was like, all right, cool. Is that what you opened up with? Yeah. She probably thought, you bastards. No, nah, she laughed. Oh. Well, yeah. She went with a, yeah, that's, hey, listen, props to you, man. If you went, if you went to a concert with your son and you're in there like dabbing and... No, I, I think it's I think it's really cool to encourage uh, the youth through music and things like this, man. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, man. Get that creative outlet, man. Get that. Get those creative juices get, flowing. Get get that expression out. You know what I mean? Is, is he still rapping? So instead of instead of being a, like angry and going to murk a man, you could just write down the bars. I will murk a man like blah blah blah, and and then get on the mic. And oh no, just, definitely. Yeah, you just express yourself like that. Music is a way to. Uh, to channel that energy or, or, make, or make production or just do whatever yeah and that's what we're all about man or record a podcast well I don't know is that the same thing no I feel like you can you get a... your can you vent your frustrations on the mic oh my god I'm so angry I just want to punch man in the face and talk about it for uh, an hour and a half I just want to mush man mush is pushing the face <laughs> I can't believe you thought that's why you're going to them gay concerts bruv you thought, you thought mush is kiss man in the face yeah that's what type of level you're on in your that's old what age. you're on bruv nah, you're mushing man you're, you're getting, mushing man in your story nah bro. you're getting chatted up my G- man saying G-A-Y. I want to that's what it used to be called bruv you're getting mushed by the man who wants you his black cup of coffee bruv at Starbucks or Costco you'd be like 
You always, you always, you always brown sugar, no D'Angelo. You get me? <laughs> Whatever, man. He's mushing you in your backside, bro. bro I ain't the one who got drawn in it by the that guy in it. No, nah, he was just gassing. He was like, "Oh yeah, I know the performer and." He's trying I, to get you I backstage. Get you backstage. <laughs> yeah, he literally was. I was like, "Hey, Tyler, hey, you should, you should be. Did you, you should tell him about the podcast. He might be listening." Of which case we support. Now shout out to that guy anyway. Like honestly, I think he did know to perform. I think he was hundred percent legit. No, listen, um, fair play to everyone. And man. he did say he had a ute as well. But obviously, that opening line was whoa. That's like, listen. I think as a straight man, yeah, the biggest compliment you can get. I think someone told me this before. Yeah. The biggest compliment you can get as a straight man is if a gay man checks you or gives you a compliment because their man are on their game of like, you know, you have to be a pretty man or... A, you know what I mean? I mean, there's some sort of... There's some sort of... Uh, you know why I would disagree with that? Okay. Because uh, I've got a cousin, a female cousin who's gay and she pulls straight chicks. So yeah, it's not it's not a compliment. Different. It's not a compliment. No, that's women to them. though. We're not talking about women. It's not a compliment we're talking about, to them. It's literally then. just she's paying and I want to fuck her. Yeah, but that's different though. That's we're not talking about women. We're talking about men. Women are more inclined to dabble in the same sex as men. I have found from experience mm. and just generally, yeah, men it's straight up. Gay men take some pride as to trying to turn certain straight men gay and try to see if they can. Full st- finesse it as you were. We talk about finesse. We've gone full circle in the conversation of finesse. But women are more inclined to have a kiss, have a fiddle, have a thing. They're more curious, <clears throat> and also women are incredibly attractive. Why wouldn't you? Try? By curious, I've heard that but phrase. Greedy. That's a, that's a thing. You're just greedy if you want both. By curious. So for a man to say, I'm, I'm just saying, I've heard this in it. For a man saying, oh, you're attractive or you're my cup of tea, whatever. If you're getting drawn and all that, mm. um, then take it as a compliment and don't fight it. Don't fight your inner gay, cow. It's okay. Don't fight it. But if he tries to fuck you in the mouth, then bite it. <laughs> we shouldn't even get that far, man. It's like a scene from Oz. Do you remember? Oh, Have bro, you seen... That's what what's his name wrote in his book. Um, uh, shout out to Caesar. So he wrote a book. Like he's he's from the ends, isn't it? Um, and he wrote a book about uh, when he went to Dubai and he got arrested. And there was one line in the book. Like, he, he literally was in a in a prison on the other side of the world with some mad Russian gangsters and some crazy Taliban-looking Arab guys. And when, he's, when he'd gone in there with his boys, they were all shook about getting anally raped. And, and there's one line where he says, um, you know, we all discussed, like, if anybody tries it with us, like, you should just offer to suck their things and then bite it. No, but that and, means and, you have and to then, put... And, no, then, no. and then here's the caveat. Like, the line off is, goes, he goes, you know the situation is fucked when you're a straight man and you're thinking about putting the next man's things in your mouth. I said, God damn, that situation... That scenario is just crazy. But yeah, go and get that, man. It's called uh, Surviving Dubai's Most Notorious Prisons by Caesar London. I don't even know his government name right now. That is mad. Uh, that is but mad. That, that book is crazy. It's on Amazon. You can go and get that, man. Yeah, I'm about to order an Uber. I'm heading back. It's Beer Rap and Bants, episode 25. Taxi for Toxie. <laughs> <laughs> episode 25, the Kanye episode. We talked about Kanye West. Oh. Talk, we spoke about football. We spoke about a lot of good music. Quanko Kanye, do you know? Oh, my God. We spoke about... The Sex. goals he scored. Sorry, I'm guessed. No, talk about it, man. We, we, you know, we, we're, we're talking up the thing. Um, yeah, we appreciate you listeners. Please subscribe. Please comment. Please share. 
Um, we're on all formats, as you already know. Yeah. Check out the last few episodes yeah. with the interviews. Um, I'm rambling because I'm drunk. Yeah. I'll see you later. At Ings LT. Yeah. At Beer Rat Bats. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>